I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. People will make their own mind up if I'm the right man for the job. But ultimately, I know that I'm here and I've, done, I've improved the club so far. Obviously, I know there's still a lot more work to be done. Am I the right man for the job? Certainly am. Um, there's not many better and more experienced managers out there that would uh, want this job or, or um, could do a better job than the man I'm doing at this moment in time. I know that I need to do better, of course I do. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast, where I'm just going to point out that the 17th of December last year was the last time Sunderland won a game of football at home. At the time of talking, it's the 30th of October 2017. In that time, we have played Liverpool, Burnley, Stoke, Spurs, Southampton, Man City, Burnley, Manchester United, West Ham, Bournemouth, Swansea, Celtic, Derby, Leeds, Sheffield United, Nottingham Forest, Cardiff City, Queen's Park Rangers and Bristol City. And we have not won a game of football. Clocks have changed twice. I'll just choose loads of other things. <laughs> yeah, I did actually consider doing a bit of research to see like all the things that have happened in that time. And then I thought, I'm not wasting my energy on that, to be fair. We've got one home game in November. Now, I don't know how many we've got in December. So We're on for it because my Christmas party is the 15th, <laughs> right? So the last time we won was the day of my Christmas party last year. Nice. Well, the day I came December. back. 17th of December. Who are we playing on the uh, that day? This season? Good question. Redding. Since Redding. Is it Redding? Redding. No wonder. No wonder Chris has wrote a book with that yeah. kind of well, <laughs> instant knowledge. We should probably introduce yeah. our guests uh, to the listeners. I feel like you're a guest now, Craig. You know, oh. not enough to be a regular anymore. Part of the wise men say team. Pop, pop in and out. Well, it suits. Yeah, it's a yeah. bit like me support of the club. Yeah, you don't need, you don't need inter- an introduction. I don't think we'll have any new listeners because Sunderland aren't playing well enough. So nobody cares what we have to say. Uh, Craig Clark there. But Chris Weatherspoon as well. It's been a while since you've been on the show, Chris. So long that you went to the wrong yes, venue. Definitely not. Somewhere we used to record the show. <laughs> I did say it. You said, where is it? It said Sun FM. You went I know, great. but you said it was the same place. So I was like, oh, that's probably Sun FM. I? And then been wandering the corridors of the university for the last 25 minutes. <laughs> Doesn't say much of their um, security or anything. <laughs> no, it? not really. There was Somebody, yeah. There was somebody in the studio that used to be in these two lasses, and they kept looking at us. And I was like, 
Uh, I don't know. Filming a random radio show or a project for the dissertation or something. (laughs) (laughs) Some lad like peering in the glass window. I was thinking Gareth and Steve have changed. (laughs) I found eventually. Well, Chris is in. Would delight to have you on as always. Anyway, Chris, I know you've done. Well, I was going to say you've done some stuff. You always threatened to write a blog and stuff, and then (laughs) threatened to write a blog. Nothing ever comes of it. So you decided to write a book. He decided to write a book instead. Uh, He didn't even give us exclusive snippets or anything like that (laughs) for the website. Uh, it's called Short Changed, so people can see what you've done there. Mm-hmm. Give our listeners an explanation about it. Uh, this yeah. must be a real moment for you. It, being on a, ra- on, a, on a show, being asked to <laughs> describe your book. You're yeah, not just of, some bloke talking about footy anymore, you're an author. <laughs> out of breath because I've just dashed two miles across the city. Um, yeah, so basically it's it's really pouncing on the fact that the stadium light's 20 years old and um, it just looks back over the past two two decades um, since the club moved there and the first four years or so are uh, quite a nice read and then the, <laughs> the latter 16 much less so but um, we know you like your finances Chris and your work and finances and stuff and short change you like your finances well you would have to do the work big in a fan of your finances <laughs> well, not necessarily but you know. finances do you slightly do you cross I, over to finances I've done well? bit and you're trying it to doesn't get mean it's me passed up. You're actively yeah. trying to get out of it, though, aren't you? You don't sit the exams, Chris so, sits. But, but, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not an exam merchant, no. no. Anyway. And short, short change, obviously, you know, we said what, we, what you're doing with the pun there. So how much of it covers that kind of stuff? So there's so basically the book's split into uh, three segments, which covers, like, Bob Murray's era, Niall Quinn's era, and Ellis Short's era. And um, within that, there's three chapters within each each uh, segment and then within each of those chapters there's sorry within each of those segments there's a chapter on finances but it's I've tried to not make it too dry and boring how many times do you use the word amortization I don't actually use it once I was very careful <laughs> but as you'll notice from me, <laughs> from me tweets I have made sure the words jettisoned and vindicated <laughs> vindication have you? good lad no, have you really yeah 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 that's a very niche reference get relief for about five people yeah. that you probably aren't listening <laughs> you know what it is that, that, that tweet has actually got more <laughs> like more of like yeah, sort of fans it's like a little bit of a meme it's a wild as I've went and one of the unretweeted it and then retweeted it again <laughs> might do it after this in sync it's time tonight, so tonight we're talking about bring it, it so back. We'll, we'll bring out <laughs> the, the greatest tweet of all time by yeah, Chris so, so one of my mates did actually say oh, you should uh, should get the lads to let you go on a podcast as an apology for all the times they've retweeted that and I was like yes I'm on my way there now let him the amount of times you've been asked and oh I've got an exam <laughs> writing a book yeah didn't yeah, believe did, him didn't use that no. line did he how long has that been in your mind to do that Chris something like that um, but I, it's probably something I've always wanted to do and then I don't know it was like the middle of summer when I just thought oh yeah we're absolutely rubbish now I might as well write a book about it the and, middle of uh, last well, this, summer this summer gone <laughs> this summer gone That's, that was, that was pretty prolific that, that man so, yeah. so yeah. I, I, haven't, I haven't slept much for the last three months but um, so yeah like it's only it's only been on the go a couple of months really um, we're Initially, we talked about bringing it out for next summer, but once I got going, I was like, oh, stuff it, I might as well just go, go the whole lot. You aim for the Christmas, Christmas market. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, that makes sense from a, so a business point of view anyway. Uh-huh. So is it out now? When's it out? It, it, uh, you can pre-order it now, and I think it'll be in the shops by the end of this week. It's at the printers as we speak. Nice one. Are you going to give us one to give away as a prize? Yes. We'll all have a read of it and then give it away. Chris, (laughs) you could even sign it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, apparently there is a sign-in lined up. Uh, Gary Bennett wants to uh, 
flog some copies of his book so there's a joint sign <laughs> I love so that you can imagine some so I've been dragged along <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You, yeah. can, you can imagine uh, so people, you, people walking up and seeing Gary Bennett and thinking who's this little ginger lad yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, see, yeah. we'll see how that goes David Corner's uh, sort of regressed in age a little bit <laughs> <laughs> and height yeah. no pressure then sit next to like one of Sunderland's all time appearance makers and former captain and everything like that well, I hadn't thought about it like that until you just said it yeah. <laughs> it won't you? be intimidating yeah. I'm sure you'll be fine I'm sure you'll be absolutely fine I don't know if I'd want a book signed by Chris uh, why not well, what I, 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 <laughs> that'd I mean, be good I mean, are you I, worth I, a few Bob I really just nice. text him He's and go plug <laughs> well done yeah, yeah well some other people might be in all of them I would be very surprised well, I think it's uh, that's no. pretty impressive. No, Tur- turning a book around in like two, three months, just writing a book. Uh, is, is well, yeah, but you'd think it'd take like two years, wouldn't you? An incredible achievement, isn't it? Writing a book, not like I a, mean, we haven't read it yet. It could be yeah, complete garbage. Garbage. You made yourself the author yet? No, not yet. Not yet. I'll, I'll wait and see how badly it goes first. <laughs> Please get them made immediately. <laughs> just dish them out as I'm dashing the podcast. Yeah, at your book signing, just tucked in. <laughs> little bookmark shall we talk about the football well I was going to say we've to. gone eight and a half <laughs> minutes without it I don't know if that's a record or not but we try now don't we to try and avoid it <clears throat> avoid stuff let's avoid talking about football like Sunderland avoid defending corners shall we yeah. say did you see that tweet that I was doing the rounds today that was quite funny yes go on remind our listeners of Halloween I'd, I'd like to, yeah I'd like to credit him but I can't remember who it was he said uh He's going to dress up as an in-swinging corner and go around Jason Steele's house <laughs> <laughs> for Halloween. <laughs> to give him nightmares. <laughs> That's nice. Well, that, what's yeah. interesting about that, you know, just get just getting on the on the on the goals like that. <laughs> Sunderland concede. I don't know if anyone saw the the winger Calamore Dowder who, who was talking after the game, the Bristol City winger, the mighty Bristol City, the you know those English footballing giants to become the latest team uh, to beat Sunderland. Targeted Sunderland from corners. Now you would expect that, wouldn't you? And any side are going to do that. I'm looking at the back five. Still okay. That's a different debate altogether. Um, Oviedo, 31. Oviedo, <laughs> 31 caps for Costa Rica. Played 50 times for Everton, a Premier League side. O'Shea, 116 caps for Ireland. Played 256 times for Manchester United. Two Champions Leagues. How many? Yeah. League titles? And he nutmegged Figo. Corner, not yeah, help him on a corner that though is corner <laughs> nine caps for Ivory Coast he played for France at youth level from under 16s up to under 20s we turned down a bit of him remember anywhere between 15 and 20 million quid last summer from Everton a Premier League side Jones alright no international caps there <laughs> but he did play for England at youth level under really... 16s to under 20s 66 yeah. appearances for West Brom a Premier League side so in the context of my point here they should be able to defend corners yeah so where, where, <laughs> so why are why aren't there? Is this is it because Grayson again? We had who was the latest player to come out? Was it Williams to come out and say we've you know we've got the managers back and everything? Yeah. So if the players oh, yeah. are playing for him, there's an issue with coaching or with the way they're set up. Well, you can, t- you can tell that without looking at the corners. Yeah. There's no shape. There's no structure. Like the the do the. Can you remember when Bruce was manager and it used to be awful because we'd run around at a team for like fifteen twenty minutes and you knew what was coming. But at least it was in the Premier League, and like looking back on those halcyon days now, it's like, well, actually, that was quite good. We do that, but in a more disorganised way now, and then you know what's coming, and inevitably it comes from a corner, and 
then would look really like just a complete mess. There's just no structure at all of the team, and that's got to come down to the manager. And or certainly some aspect of coaching, because the same player or Dowder then went on to say how he's worked with. I think he's worked with Steve Guppy. You said now who we know was a winger. Oh, destroyed James McLean, and, and he put. <laughs> and, and he put. He, he put Funny, the another Irish winger. There, yeah, there. well, but he said, and, and he made a point saying, I've actually worked with some good wide coaches in my time, and I'm thinking, do we have any sort of coaches there? Stocksdale. because a club coaching steel. Do the players turn up to train at eleven o'clock <laughs> and, then, and then go home? No, no, but because. Uh, the they should be working on. They should be working on defending set pieces or on the shape or something. They should be or working on something. something. Yeah, if if you if you set them bottom of the league, you know, they I don't work on. I don't want to sound like you are when I say that. Like, oh, they should be doing double sessions well, and all that stuff. But, but if you're in a predicament really that you are, you should be. Of course, you should of course be. I shouldn't. Are they, they should not, be. Are not proud as professionals? Well, do they not think right? We've tried pumping the ball long at Graben, and he doesn't challenge for a single header ever. So we'll stop doing that. We've tried it with Vaughan, but his first touch is like concrete. So we'll stop doing that. No, they'll keep doing more of it. But the, so what more this time? time it's, we'll hit, uh, we'll yeah, hit, the, we'll hit that's it. That's a new one. They've gone back to the Bruce days, yeah. except it's not El Mahamedy. It's yeah. Watmore, who's about half the height. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely mental. Well, you go back to the, the corner. Like, again, it's just like... It's, it, where's the aggression? From yeah, these? That's a thing. There's no... Like, say what, the, their second goal, right? Borderline foul for me, because he came through the back. But he wants to win the ball. Yeah. He wants to win the ball. Steals <laughs> what's he like just kind of scuttling around on his line, kind of completely confused. It's like how many balls have you seen come across here in in your footballing career? And every time one goes over, it's like, well, I don't know what what do I do with this then? The, well, the do something. Is, uh, do you not think they just look absolutely terrified? Like any time a team even comes in our half, I think we look absolutely terrified, especially at home. And I think but the the problem really though, like we haven't kept a clean sheet all season. Like if you were the manager, would you not just be saying, "I tell you what, we'll go out there and we'll draw nil nil today. We'll 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 plug the gaps at the back and that we'll get that sort of." And they just to me anyway. I don't know if people disagree, but from the start of this, obviously we've regressed from the start of this season. <laughs> we've got better. I've seen very little to like change like has changed in the way the way we're approaching games well people are saying Grayson needs time to put his stamp on things right now there's a strong argument that's a problem that he's put his stamp on things we drew mm. the opening game one point and it should have been three mm. I think we can say the first game against Derby at home as well yeah, yeah. They went, we were then won in the cup they went, we then won at Norwich and we got a draw at Sheffield Wednesday 11 games since and we've drawn four and lost the rest so we, we've gone backwards since the start of the season yep so somebody would say he's put his stamp on it and things have got worse. Well, yeah, I mean, if the stamp on it was the Derby performance, it actually looked quite encouraging. Remember, coming in, we were talking about like Ndong and Catamull probably being the best midfielders in the division. and I mean, that looks absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I, I continue to back them. I, Ndong had a good game on a weekend, but, I mean, Darren Gibson's a waste of space. So, But again, it's almost like you could put, like, <clears throat> Javi and his prime in there and what difference would it make you're just going to lump the ball over his head anyway they don't look like they know where they're supposed to be in the midfield to me yeah and I, I to be honest I, I, what I've seen of Catamon this season I think he, he looks nearly finished like, I think his legs look absolutely knackered but like Craig says is that is that because he is or is it because really the, the shape just isn't there because you, you watch him in the ground and I can't there was similar with Moyes last season. You you can't work out like what we're trying to do. Like we're talking about putting a stamp on it, but like what is it? Like we don't defend. We 
don't attack. So like, I, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really know what what the in between of that is. We're just all poor, aren't we? I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's it. I think like, <laughs> I mean, we do <laughs> good summary there. We just do stupid, stupid stuff. I mean, I, I get Grayson coming out and like, he's criticizing the players, but the problem is, when you start criticizing the players, you almost like hanging yourselves because it's like, well, if you're saying the players are rubbish and there's nothing you can do to affect it, yeah, then somebody else is going to have to come anyway. and do it. Yeah, the screwed anyway. Is... What's the point? So you might as well just bin him and get uh, somebody yeah. else to see. Because if the players are the problem, then you're just going to go down. So that's got to change something. You can't change the squad. That squad shouldn't be second no, bottom shouldn't. of this league, though. It shouldn't be anywhere. It shouldn't shouldn't be in the top six, but it shouldn't be in the bottom uh, three. Be in the mid, I, mid table. What are we yeah, easily ten. Well, let's put it this way, right? Sorry, to no, interrupt. No, but like at the end of that game on Saturday, that put Bristol City 15 points ahead of us. Yeah, they're in the top six. That, that is one of the worst football teams I've ever seen. I mean, there was nothing about them that was any better than QPR. Cardiff were terrible when we played them, but again, they don't do stupid stuff like our players do, like, or at least on as consistent a basis. Yeah. And I know you can, you, like, you've said it before, Chris, like, about like players having to take responsibility, and I, I fully agree with it. But there's something fundamentally wrong with the way the team's set up. I.e., it doesn't seem to be set up. Like, and you can't, whenever a manager changes, especially a back four, that often. You've got problems. Yeah. Something wrong, and the goal. You know, we're talking about the corners. You want to come back to that, sort of like loop it back round. I think part of the problem with defending anything at the minute is that there's just zero confidence in him, yeah. and it it makes everyone in front of him nervous. Of course, it does. It's not. It's not like you know. We talk about stuff like you know the or we go through set players and all this. It's not rocket science. Like it really isn't that that they're going to pin you. So deal with it but show some aggression that, that, there's just no like there's no desire there to, to influence the situation like it's like all playing out in front of you like and you can see what's coming but nobody's doing anything about it nobody's shoving yeah. no create a problem block it get a Sunderland player <laughs> stand in front of you and then all you do is push a Sunderland player over <laughs> into them and then they, everyone falls over and the referee gives a foul that happens all the time I would love that to hear Gareth's team talk but that's what they do this one this one I call the domino but that's what they all do it the they all really, do it, it. Is a desire you've got thing. to put a body between you if you're a keeper you put a, one of your bodies between you and anything. them because immediately they, they're going to have to go through two of you to cause, a bo- cause bother and start blocking and all of a sudden the, ref- the referee just gives a foul every time. You rarely, you rarely see penalties given for, for fouls, you know. But shirt pulling and all that, apart from obviously to us this season when Corny got done for it. But I mean, there, were, so there was a moment on Saturday where she was lucky. I think he virtually had someone's shirt off. But you just got to think, you know, like. like but the thing highlighting Corny is a good one, really, because like this was a bloke who, when he came in, just about killed Yaya Touri and the whole ground <laughs> went up. <laughs> and since like, where's that gone? Like he just he, he's not interested and like. I think, I mean, that's partially an issue for the manager, but it's also the fact he, in particular, doesn't seem to care. And Well, I if th- he doesn't care, he shouldn't be playing. Well, you good, be you know what? I thought he had a good game against Brentford. Um, I didn't Corny. see it, much um, of that one. But, I don't know. The, it just feels as though the, you know, the, the issue is always going to be that this group of players aren't 1-14 in 14 win, 1-14 win bad. No. And... That that's when you start pointing fingers at managers. 
because they're not getting the best out of the group that they've got. You know, the the cries will always be for stability. You know, we need to stabilise. But you need to stabilise with the right exactly, manager. But yeah. exactly, the, the, you can't just lose loads of games well, of football and go, well, well it's stability. It's, it's not because it, then you get, very relegated, unstable. <laughs> you get relegated again it's and we'll be in the third division for the only the second time. And in that's coming. There's this isn't changing. Years. This isn't changing, like, the way it's going. Why is anyone? Why would anyone think we're going to start winning no, games? It doesn't feel like that's, that's the thing. It doesn't feel like at the moment we're we're just going like, oh, it's good, but it, you know, that's like, a mess. You know, like the other week when we get, when we get people on the show, oh, we feel as though like someone someone's going to get any be on the end of a, a hammering soon rather than later. Oh, yeah. so, With us, it just, just you, you never think that. You yeah. never think that. You never think. Oh yeah, some, I think some, we're on the end. Somebody's going to come up here <laughs> and get a right good hiding soon. Yes, us. We want to hear. We heard a little snippet of Grayson at the top of the show there, just uh, suggesting he's a man for the job. Just a little bit of an extended version of that. I can tell you, tell everybody what what a great environment that we're working in, the positive uh, training ground that everybody's coming into. But it results that all that matters really, um, and people will make their own mind up if I'm the right man for the job. But ultimately, I know that I'm here. I've done. I've improved the club so far. Obviously, I know there's still a lot more work to be done. Am I the right man for the job? Certainly, I'm. Um, there's not many better, more experienced managers out there that would uh, want this job or or um, could do a better job than the man doing it this morning time. I know that I need to do better, of course I do. And but ultimately, that's that starts with victories. And uh, if we can get a victory, which we've not had recently, then it can kickstart everybody. It's interesting just watching the sort of evolution of Grayson and, and how he handles. <laughs> I don't mean I don't mean uh, <laughs> visually either, because um, that is quite interesting as well. Um, I mean, with the way he speaks to the media and stuff, and you've got to respect him a little bit for being bullish there. He's backed into a corner now, isn't he? Yeah. And he and, he, and he's swinging his he's swinging his arms and fists, isn't he? In, in, in any direction. Well, he's, and, he's, and, and he's trying can, to show he's yeah, believes in himself. Uh, yeah, but again, it's just people are looking for everything now because well, he, he's lost he's lost the fans, hasn't he? Generally, yeah. I would say well, I we, we we did a Twitter poll and we, we'll have a look at the result of that. But you know, he he's he's lost the fans. Gareth will get that out now. Not like we needed to prepare for it or anything. Right? <laughs> there, was um, hi- there was an attempted hijack by um, Newcastle's biggest star, which uh, oh, I think failed. But I managed mm. to get a screen grab of it before the. Uh... Yeah. And, and and generally he has. So now when he's coming <laughs> and he's saying stuff. So so what happens is when when you've lost the fan base, they look for anything, don't they? And they're go- and they're going to go through his press conferences now. You know, and pick out every little thing they can. And when he's saying there, what was it? You're not going to get a better manager than me who wants the job. Yeah, it's a little bit it's, desperate, isn't it? It made me wince. Like it's a little bit like you know, the, the, the fans want to hear that at the moment. I'm all, I'm all for him coming out and, and sticking his chest out and being bullish and saying, you know, I'm the man for the job. Absolutely, there's nothing wrong with that. That I'd was a halfway that, house. That I, 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 I'd rather that with than what Moyes was doing last season and say, well, <laughs> yeah. you know, th- this group of players are. Crap, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but the, you, you've, the the poll there was one thousand one hundred seventy five people voted in it, um, and it was sixteen percent in, eighty four percent out. That's quite. It's pretty damning. That's quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah. Even before it was hijacked by people trying to like skew it, skew it. It was thirteen percent went before people tried to start skewing it. So it didn't really have that big an effect. No, it? not really. But, um, but it just goes to show you that that's quite high. I think even Moyes last season we did run a few polls around this stage, and 
he probably yeah. had more people on Definitely side. People oh, on side. But I think that was yeah. probably more because we were still in that so well. We need to give somebody a chance. Yeah. And he had and the experience exactly. and the credentials. Yeah. Yes. The reputation really for it and the CV for it. Yeah. Which now, I mean, it was an appointment in the first place that we questioned. And then you kind of... They kind of explained it, didn't they? And you thought about the logic and you thought, yeah, it's okay. But, but yeah. then when you get to this point, you start going back <clears> again and having a look at his career and saying, actually, I, he hasn't really had a job like this before. He, he took over Leeds and he, he got them up a division below. That was it, who'd yeah. been And they'd been in a mess for a while leading up until that point. This is a Premier League side relegated with a squad that should be doing, a squad that should be doing much better than they are in terms of ability mm-hmm. and talent and, tas- and being tasked with... You know, get, getting the negative feeling away from the club, and it's just it's I gone just, the other well, way, hasn't I it? I just think at the moment. I mean, the question will always be who would you who would you get to if you were going to get rid of him? It's not our job. And, to, no, you're right. And yeah. but at the moment, I just feel as though at the moment they do need a personality appointment. Well, they asked. And that, they that, asked I know Walter how Smith last time, didn't they? I that, know how awful yeah. right? I know. Really pushed the board out there, didn't they? <laughs> with a with a network. <laughs> but they do. Though. They, they, they need they need <laughs> a name. Don't they? They need like a Keane or a Ball or a Quinn or a like no, Phillips. Gonna... I'm not saying that, that one, one of those people needs to be the manager. I'm saying that type of person. They no, need gonna, somebody who knows the club now. It's going to lift. Who's going to lift absolutely yeah. everybody? The supporters because the supporters are. They need somebody who's going to have a bit of like bit of money in the bank, bit of cash in the bank with the fans. I think be- no, I was because say not literally because it's not. It's yeah. not like that is the. Well, I've actually, got, I've actually got someone a, like Keenan. That's not going to have a budget. I've either, actually got so an idea about how to fix that. So we get them all in, right? So we have like a managerial team, a consortium. Yeah, with like Ball, Phillips, Quinn, like a super group um, of managers. Like Charlie Hurley can be in it as well. <laughs> Monty, um, Reed, Saxton, massive team, right? Saxton. Multi-level marketing, He's right? Multi-level marketing. So they go out and they've got to sell the twenty-five thousand seats in the in the ground. Obviously, the results will help the sales. And then, forever, whenever they sell a season ticket, they get a bit of money and they can put that in their transfer kitty. And then they get to decide which players they sign. The most money you've earned, and that's where the kitty so, goes. Are we really suggesting we get eight managers? Yes, at once. <laughs> tried, just as a, just as tried the director of football, just, didn't work. Just as I'm you been sitting down thinking about this. Yes, yeah, I was just, thinking in the car. <laughs> that hasn't just over. come up off the top of your head or anything like that. No, I was just thinking in the car. I thought it'd be quite, deep there, quite like a good idea. Deep. Quite a good I mean, idea. It's another debate, and we've mentioned it before. Revolutionary. All joking aside, about about the way that the appoint managers um, and, and what goes on in the selection process because it appears that you just ask Walter Smith <laughs> he looks he looks at the Scottish League and says well you're not going to get Brendan Rodgers from Selic next, next team down is Aberdeen go for their manager uh, do you know what I mean and and he doesn't want it <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and Watford have made a, a mockery of the idea you don't that need you this need the same manager yeah, season after season and it's not just them but they obviously because I felt we used to laugh about it and say how, how are Watford improving season after season? It's a cack-handed approach, it's a sack on the manager, but it's obviously more but, than that. But they've got structure in place, haven't they? Yeah, and, and they're obviously thinking about who the manager's going to be. And well, look, we've been seeing for too long with, with our player recruitment and our manager recruitment, there's been none of that. I would love to know... See, Grayson's still here at the moment. Um, he you know, And see that, you know, that changes soon. I would then love to know what the thought process there is, is and what what? they would say in in an interview to a manager. For example, it's not what you see. Harry Redknapp's one of the worst for it when he goes everywhere Uh. and he goes, "I need a few more in and stuff." (laughs) Do you you never say to one of these (laughs) managers, "This is a group of players you have. 
tell me what team you'd pick with that group of players. Tell me why they're not performing. But then, do you not and, think... And but do you not think if you have a job interview, Craig. Yeah, but do you not think if... The, if the, they're related to the, the job that you're applying for. But the person who's asking that, someone gives them an answer, they probably wouldn't have a clue but if it was a good being, one. He was, wasn't he, was he pro or was he semi-pro football or something? No, no idea. I think he has got a, he has got a football yeah. background, I All think. All right, fair enough. Yeah. He was but, a model, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was also a model. All right. He was, yeah. What a, what a history this man's got. But yeah. I think, like, I think it's clear as day that last season when they got Moyes in, they basically said to him, "Look, uh, if if we stay up, great. But if we go down, you're the bloke to you're the bloke to hang about and bring us back up." And it just went so terribly wrong that he had no choice but to walk away. Um, and obviously, a lot of people feel like he should have done it well before he did, and that. And I think the club had absolutely no p- plan for that. I think I think they were expecting him to hang about like ride out the storm and come back this season and then like you say they, they went for that bloke from Aberdeen they didn't get him and it it literally like to be fair what what Grayson said there um after the game like it's not nice to hear but he's and he shouldn't say it but he's got a point about saying like who who would come and take the job like who would want to take well, this job be, well it's nobody in employment for a start <laughs> no. because yeah. if they're going to waste money they don't have on, on, on releasing but you have a bloke, Grayson, you have a bloke from Aberdeen who alright fair enough yes like, he's got them, like second in the league up there right? <clears throat> but like you would you would expect that someone would want to come to a, a club like this with like a massive ground and all the potential that we always hear about that and he turned them down. It was before the down. takeover fell through, that one wasn't it? And that's what people mm. were suggesting that was for, because he couldn't be. He said, "What happens if well, if, if the takeover <laughs> goes through? Can you guarantee me my job?" And obviously they couldn't. That's what we were led to believe was the case there. Do you not? Do you not feel like it was also a case of like I? I feel like if he really wanted the job, if we were this big catch that we used to be, or we used, or we seem to think we used to be. Well, we've we've had some names well, in recent years. And like to, right. to, to be honest, like. Going back to Grayson in general, though, like I think, like Sam Allardyce showed that obviously in different circumstances, any team can be made to defend, and like somebody should be able to come in. Whether Grayson's not doing it, somebody should be able to come in and get this get this team to defend. This team shouldn't be getting relegated from this league. But I can't see who's going to want to do it because they've got no money. When you you, you look back at, you know, say we've we talked about this before in ninety five, ninety six, ninety six, ninety seven when. Before Peter Reid really got his put his stamp on the team, and like that was a, a functional team of average players. The fact I said it before, the fact we got forty points with that team in the Premier League is ridiculous. Yeah. Like we had, as I said before, Michael Bridges playing midfield, Steve Howie playing centre back, Lee Howie. Sorry, uh, Lee Howie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Steve Howie would have been all right. He was playing yeah. England at the time. Yeah, um, and, and you know <laughs> David John Kelly Mullen, on the wing, top scorer, John Mullen. <laughs> you know, it's it 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 shows it can be done, and they were playing against brilliant players at the time. You know, but like, that season they they beat Arsenal, Chelsea, Manchester United. Like they they, they went up and they competed. Yeah. And like Rock Apart was like the opposite of what the yeah. standard of light is at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say there were a lot of factors in that as well, though. I mean, there were like you're kind of comparing like apples and oranges in no, a way. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is you, you can get a, at Sunderland. We have seen people managers come in, and we use Aldice as the example in more recent times. Oh, get more out of players than you know. You turned Yedlin in, obviously improved Yedlin. Yeah. He improved. No, Van apparently Arnold. he's only good now because of Benitez. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> but he <laughs> did. He proved yet. Improved Yedlin. Improved. Uh, improved Van Arnold to the point where we managed to sell him for 
14 million quid and he looks and now, and now he looks poor again because he's not he's not got the right, the right man well this is the thing people get fooled by players sometimes a lot of what makes a player these days is partnerships and systems it's yeah. not necessarily about individual quality which I suppose is what you're saying about grace and but, yeah. somebody else should be able to form partnership that's, that's the thing that I can't believe when I watch that team like on a fundamental level, there's no partnerships no, anywhere on the pitch. But that's what happens when you change your back four and back five every game. Like, well, yeah. I mean, the comment, by the way, the comments on, by um, Grayson on Steele—it's just that's a level of naivety there to publicly say Jason Steele's is the it, best goalkeeper. Well, he can't pick right now. Like, yeah. I know. He's trying to—he's trying to back. He's I, but ma- like, I know, but he's completely think, done. I know. Like he's, you can't change him now. You can't pick right there. Right is going to be thinking. The bloke can't catch a cold and I can't get anywhere near. But the thing is, he, he hasn't helped himself there because he's, he's chopped and changed between yeah. the two of them there. So, if, if Steel which was, is another yeah. one. When, you, when you're getting down to changing your keeper like that. That's when you're in big trouble. It's like, come on, like, what, what, like, what are you doing? Like, it, it's genuinely really hard to know what he's trying to do. I, I don't understand what the team's trying to do. And, like, you looked at this, you thought, right, that's probably as good a team as you could put out on Saturday. Maybe could have shoehorned McManaman into it somewhere. I don't know where. But then you think, like, what more? He's, he's your best player, basically. You would you would argue. Don't put him on the wing. He's not a winger. Well, we're going to talk about team selections and stuff next because I want us. We have Bolton, the mm. side currently on paper, the only worst side than Sunderland in this division, and we have them <laughs> Tuesday night. So we'll talk about what he should do uh, for that game. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ultimately, a victory for us gives us all extra little bit of time to build on what we've been building so far since we've been at the club. And uh, again, I'm, I'm no fool to to know that we need a, we need to try and get something out of the game tomorrow night. The performances over the last few weeks have been decent without being spectacular. What we've got to do again, I keep saying, it, is do some whatever's required to go and win the game. Scrappy one nil or a real good performance. We know Bolton will be fighting for the lives. So I know exactly what Phil Parkinson's team talk will be to his team. I know what we'll be coming up against, um, and we've got to stand up and be counted as a group. <laughs> Did you hear the change of direction at the beginning of that there? And he said, um, "We know we need to w- get something out of the game." 
I thought it was oh. interesting that because it's almost as if he's saying we need a win, and then he, and then he's saying, "No, no, I don't want to say that because if we get a draw, I can say, well, we didn't lose the game." Who are and we, we targeting for wins? Because we we weren't. We're happy to go to Brentford and get a point before the game. Apparently, who who do we want to beat? I know. The, we've played we've two out. thirds of the teams in the league. We've ran out. Who's left? But the thing is, like, we're, we're out of options. We're out of options. <laughs> Just draw, draw at the a end. point now where where we're literally terrified to play at home. And like it on is Halloween. the exact opposite of what it's like. <laughs> scared at home on Halloween. <laughs> but no, but we are though, aren't we? Like we haven't won for nearly a year at home. It's em- it's embarrassing and it obviously it transmits and it's tran- like Stephen pointed that out there, it's transmitted itself to the manager because he's going into a home game against the team the that's only bottom other of the league. team, yeah. yeah. The only team worse team than you. Yeah. yeah, and he's saying, Oh we've got to get it. let's get a like how are like it's, just, it's ridiculous, and it's just. I mean, he didn't actually say that, but I the suggestion he was he changed. He, he, you know, naturally, instinctively, he was going to say a win, and he changed. He, he changed it from. You know, it's like it's me. impossible to hate him because he just sounds know, like know, I, really kind of tragic. Like, just, but this, he's so far out of his this, depth. This is not it's like, this is not like, like Moyes, where there was a genuine, you know. Oh, he was arrogant. Sense him. of like where you just thought I don't like this guy at, at times. You well, know, he was and just arrogant, and it's not like that with Grayson, and, and I almost feel guilty for. For suggesting that a managerial change changes yeah. the way to go forward now, but, but people like people like the ideas of stuff and and philosophies and stuff too much. It's what's happening on the pitch. I forget and everything just all over that. the place at the moment. Swansea, and I've mentioned this before, because Swansea are like the pinup boys, aren't they? Well, they of stability. Yeah. yeah, but and what did they do? Because what it was what was interesting, and this goes back to what we said about what what a prospective manager might get asked in a job interview, and. Bob Bradley, when he got the Swansea job, apparently had this presentation, and it blew them all away. And Ryan Giggs went in and said something like, "You know, oh, we just need, like, we just need to like <laughs> yeah. we need to like tighten up at the back or something yeah. like that." And they give Bob Bradley the job, and this is Swansea who clearly think about what they're doing, yet they still found it necessary to, to get rid of him quite work. quickly yeah. because it became evident that the players he wasn't getting his message responding, wasn't working, and that's what you need to do. Well, think, but the problem with us, it seems like we we like. We're either all or nothing. Like it seems like for years and years we, we went and wasted loads and loads of money, like without really caring about it. And now we've gone the exact other way around, and we'll not spend anything. Like no matter how dire the situation is. So really, like the stuff coming out from Bain last week and that, it sounds like they're saying, "Look, we're going to stick with them regardless." Essentially saying, "Look, we can't afford to sack them." And it's like, but they, they seem they seem not to understand that, like. That's just going to make the the financial situation ten times worse if they, if they keep going on this downward trend. Like, I'm not yeah. one who shouts for managers' heads, but there's there's nothing there that su- that suggests he's going to turn around. And to be honest, it's he's on a high into nothing. It's doing him absolutely no favors because before the, before this job, he was seen as yeah, like solid mm. solid championship manager and that. And now now people are looking at him, you, when he, when he's when he's coming out with stuff like that, you, he already sounds like he's losing faith. Like I know he's saying, yeah, I'm the best man for the job, which is good. But when he's coming out with stuff like, we've got to, we've got to make sure we get something. No, like, he's not the best man for the job. He's the best man for the job. Who would take it? Damn, I'm a fan. praise when Derek McInnes, McInnes is turning you down in the summer. But you look, look right. So we we did whatever to get him from Preston, and they took Neil Alex Neil, and you know you think, well, he was available and should have been known to Walter Smith from his time in Scotland. <laughs> No, but, but joking you know, aside, but then he look, left Norwich, and they were mourning about him. And then well, of course, but when they weren't mourning when he 
first went there and he got them promoted. I think that was after they'd been relegated, actually. The, yeah, and the, it was he, much he more akin to our were, situation than yeah, Preston's. They were struggling, weren't they? And, and he went in and got them in the playoffs. But then you, the other promoted. thing is, you look at the players that he brought in at Preston, I, mean, I don't know which ones he signed specifically, uh, Grayson, but you think none of them were James Vaughan. Like none of them were Jason Steele, it's so never should be James Vaughan. No, but why, why were these players like that? You know, we've talked about this loads of times on on this show before about creativity in the transfer market. You don't have to spend multi millions. Have Sheffield United, and like they look like a well organised team. But we're going to play actual nice football. We're going to have to try and get a goalkeeper in the window as well. We we'll have to because it's a massive issue. It's like the biggest problem we've got. We've spent loads of our minute budget on him. I know, but we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to do it. What we need is we're a player who have... got who got dropped from a relegated Blackburn side. Yeah. That's what we need. What's well, interesting? I mean, again, the going back to scouting and stuff like that. And we don't. I mean, I don't know if he's any good, but David Priest pointed out Luke Steele, who was on the bench. He was playing out in Greece for Panathinaikos. I mean, it's a pretty high level. He's playing. I don't know why he's come back. Can he catch? Because <laughs> if he can, yeah. he's doing better. He's, than he, but he's available. He said, he said he mentioned that to Sunderland as well. But he's available on the free in the summer. Yeah. So he was available on a free. We could have brought him in potentially, but no, we decided to spend half third of the half budget, a million, or half a million pounds on. It's about half, third half of what budget, we spent. Really? Yeah, go, the yeah. thing is as well, like it's like <laughs> neither of the goalkeepers <clears throat> cover themselves in glory, and for. It doesn't help that he keeps changing the people who are playing in front of him. Because then, like what Craig was saying before, that you get absolutely no chance of building a partnership. Like everybody bangs on about centre half needing to have a partnership with that, but the goalkeeper's got to have it with them as well. And it's just it's not there. And the the problem is he needs to. He's scratching around for results, as we know, but he needs to just say, right, look, this is this is me back four. This is my goalkeeper, and he he just needs to run with it. There's just too much. I think the back. To be fair, I think the centre backs. I feel I do feel for them probably more than anybody because I think they they're completely exposed. Like yeah. people, them out of times get people how, get in between the lines no. and start running. But how many times do you see um, opposition players like attacking midfielders and that get in that position? Oh, and between like, the lines, running, all and they're like the running time. at the back four, all and then they've the got time. runners. Like going in behind the fullbacks. There's just it doesn't take like a really good pass no, or anything. It doesn't. It's like a ball, and suddenly there's someone there in that like zone, and you're like, wait a minute, this this is happening. And then the turn all, that, like, sec- that and second facing. goal for Sheffield United, where it was literally it was one pass, one pass through the middle, and that was it. And he was and he was in and he, and he was in on goal, and it's like the gaps are just absolutely massive, and, that, and that's a shape thing. That's mm. not a that's Does not. Does anybody just have any players. any sort of? Are there any outstanding changes anybody would make to the team, or do we think it doesn't even matter? Well, I'd bring Matthew. I'd, well, it's not going to happen now because, because of what he said. He's not going to bring Wright in, but I'll put Wright in. Yeah, you I have think, to change. The, because I think we keep saying don't poor. change the keeper, but yeah. don't change it when you've got the right one in. Now, Wright, like you say, he, he hasn't covered himself in glory yeah. either. But my word, he's the mo- Steele is the most incompetent goalkeeper I think I've ever seen. Like who played? Who's played regularly for Sunderland? Kelvin Davis well, looks like like Buffon by. By com- no, he, <laughs> Davis is a like, and next level compared to this guy. He's useless. And to be fair, Davis, he went on after he left and had a good career. He, he was good no way, no way, this guy. So yeah, I would I'd bring Reuter in. I put Matthews in at right back um, instead of Jones, um, and I'd be bringing um, McManaman in um, for um, potentially. Well, I'd probably play him wide, what more through the middle in behind, grabbing McGeady. And then I'd have Williams and Dendong in the middle. Well, you're going to be very exposed there, like. Well, 
you've got to be on the front foot. We we might as well need to try something. But the problem is, it it, that won't happen because the team will just be (laughs) like a mess. (laughs) Who would you have to set that off? I'd go with Coney and O'Shea. Well, you can't keep chopping and changing that. No, you've, you've got, yeah, well, as, I would just as keep alluded to this, yeah. some, some feedback we got on, on Twitter from, from people. Daniel Shellard. Um, when the Bristol City player went down first half, all their players went to the sidelines to get instructions. Not one of our players went towards Grayson to get instructions. It's an interesting observation. No, that, is, I'm yeah. laughing at the idea that you'd have any useful instructions. No, but it, it is. No, I, yeah. I yeah, that, that shows a team that are... They're planned and thoroughly organised. Yeah. Where during breaks of play, they go and say, "Right, okay, let, let's just refresh our yeah. information and, and, and tell each other what we need well, to do." Here gone. There's nobody better <laughs> at understanding the problems that we were in than me. There's nobody who knows more about not winning at football matches than I do. Okay. SFC North Yorkshire. I mean, we've we've touched on this and we've alluded to it anyway. If oh. we lose tomorrow, will Grayson go? No. Nah. No, I don't think he will. Do you not? No. I don't think he will. I, I think, think he'll have a decision to make, but I think I think you should. I think you will. I think you should resign. Do you think, think, you think he'll resign? Or do you <laughs> no, I think I think he'll go. Wasn't the talk of him resigning maybe, maybe about the mutual? I think the last time I come on here, there was talk about him maybe walking if if he didn't win a game coming up and then we oh, didn't win any. I still, to be honest, yeah. I still yeah. think I think even if we beat Portland, get scrape home a victory, and then we go to Burn like get smashed at the weekend, oh, I, I think that's an international break, and that's for some reason is when that's when chairman like. It's strange though. Uh, that people will be prepared to wait three or four games and potentially have no more points on board than, than make an early decision. Look, Middlesbrough are doing a lot better than us and had a team better equipped in terms of the players they had that got relegated to come back up without really having to spend much and they spent a lot of money and they're really underperforming which just shows you don't need to go out and blow a no, load no, of money. I don't think you, people are even... But, and that's Gary Monk who I think we all would have, would have, would have all Monk. taken you and I think you'd be another doing... One, another one who turned the job down. But he well, had an interview and well, went to Middlesbrough instead. Well, because he, well, he got to spend £25 exactly. million pound on strikers there. Yeah. He, you know, but you would have looked at... There's something else going on that's... Like, we've touched on it. If McInnes doesn't want to come from, from Aberdeen to, like you said, Chris, this club with supposed the, potential... I think it's the budget, I think. No, I think people are scared of the careers being ruined as well. You've got to, yeah, like you've, you've just look. said about Grayson. We've had about... Like, what have I had? We've had eight managers in eight years or something like that. Last... Last season was the first time in about five years where we finished the season with the manager we started with. Like, well, why, didn't work. Didn't well, work. Didn't work. <laughs> right, but why would why would people want to come? Like, they're, they're looking like the uh, Daniel Taylor, as he writes for the Guardian, described it as a managerial wasteland the other week, and the, you can't disagree yeah. with it. Like, well, the, only, the only one who's really come out with his reputation intact, but well, O'Neill to an extent because he's done a job with Ireland and. But to be He's, honest, even, even and, O'Neill, when he left, everyone was like, what on earth has gone on there? Because he went from being a bloke and jumped all over the sidelines to... Just this, to be fair, he had personal issues at the time. Did. He had family problems no, and stuff. True. So Allardyce but Allardyce well, was the one. His, his, well, wife, was, think, his I, wife wasn't very well and stuff, and that was, you know, you'd interview no, him and he was flat. Yeah. So think, it just I, seems I think, to some, um, some ones look up I think how these things keep happening. I think Advocat did all right after he left. No, I think he left at the right time. That's a good point. His career probably didn't suffer in the same way because he's a continental big name. The weird thing is the last three managers haven't been sacked, which is like, and everybody, we, yeah, used, to, we used to say, oh, mm. look, he, he hires and fires people, and the last three have all walked away. And, but mm. but the three of them, all three of them have hinted that they've essentially, I don't want to say, they've essentially hinted at being misled by either be it the chairman or somebody higher up. Allardyce, uh, there was rumours even before England came in that he wanted to be off. Advocate obviously turned around and he said, "Look, I want six 
quality quality signings and unfortunately bought well, rubbish. Well, tell you what, he, he got, is he still with Holland or did he? Is he he didn't qualify. So I think they might have probably binned him off. Yeah. Like, get him back. We've still got Adam Matthews, and he's brought him in. This is the thing. Get like, the best he, out of him. He, walk, he walked he away, did, basically yeah. saying he he hadn't been given what he was promised he would get. Sort of thing. Moyes last season. Moyes. There was an interview. I think it was around Christmas last year, where Moyes essentially turned around and said. I didn't realise this was the job I was walking into and that. So it, there was not... an interview where I think when he well it wasn't a reloaded talk when he actually did walk away because we were all jubilant at the time that he had and I think some of us probably didn't want to listen to what he had to say but he was insinuating that he was going because there was no money. Yeah, basically. And that wasn't the job he'd been sold. So I don't know. Like, it's a recurring thing. If it keeps happening, there's something there, isn't there? And that you look at the ones like someone like Poyet, who was a quite a promising young manager. I mean, he's been chucked by some Chinese club. I don't know if yeah, he's picked a job up since then, but he's flitted around like... He's in a, is he not in Spain now? Is he, is he he was a betters for a bit. He got uh, sacked, didn't he? he, did, he, he that was presented before China. Back then, did he go to China? He's one of the, it was one of the Shanghai... He was the one that Tevez is at? Yeah. Is it Chenua or something? I think so. Anyway, well, yeah, but you look at him and you think, my God, if he, if he was be willing to take the job, you'd, you'd go begging because he at least he would try he, you know you look back on it, it was boring to watch sometimes but at least it was organized when you were winning it wasn't yeah well no and you could, the thing but, is, there was a bloke who came in and immediately like i think it was like two games in the played or three games in the played southampton yeah. in the cup, yeah. didn't they? and that and you could see there was a marked difference between how we'd played in the previous game because yeah. i think we played newcastle yeah. and it was, it was a horrible game. Yeah. yeah and then and then he put them out and he put them out in the cup and he basically told them to play this passage Passing like possession based game that, that he wanted, and at least it was somebody coming in and being like, Look, this is how we're going to play. Yeah. And then we beat Man City 40 pass move for the goal, I think we scored, yeah, which exactly. hadn't meant the ball left our half. I don't think Gareth, he, it's, been, it's been a couple of minutes since you talked about that. Gareth, Gareth's always go to that, like <laughs> Gus Love. But remember, though, we went at the end of that season, we went to Old Trafford yeah. and we yeah. and they hit the bar, we tore them apart. When the, like, we everybody did. on the well, team touched the ball, and, and the you bar. haven't got a team there that wasn't necessary. my new side that had been David Moyes, to be fair, but, but Giggs the, imagine him, but imagine him. As manager now, I'm not saying we've got a great set of players in that, but I bet we would have bought different players in the summer. I would have bought Liam Bricker. <laughs> Probably, I'd take him in this division. To be fair, mm. I mean, just going out on on there's a Booker. few tweets we haven't, we, haven't, we haven't got enough. Uh, Will Buckley type to go Is through them. Bolton. I does. Didn't know that. Booker. Found his level there. I had him clocked day one. Yeah, you did. Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair though, you could say that about. 90% of the players. Ah, but people thought we'd signed like I don't know George Best or something because <laughs> he did one he had a run good debut though he did yeah but you could see through it that touch but that's the thing with Poyet as well is something he's signing and going back to those old I know the way he was behind Alvarez as well remember? Score, oh that was a good score, one um, <laughs> double hat trick or something for for Newells uh, yeah no, I, don't, I think he's a, isn't he at River Platte now or something? Oh, he was he was a good player in Argentina it was just yeah, it's not very good in England because it's harder probably yeah, yeah. Different, well, it's a whole different lifestyle and all sorts, isn't it? Angleri. He had a good career outside of Sunderland. Mm. It's a pattern here. Yeah, we're not going <laughs> off on a tangent about random Argentine players. Sign the whole of that league. <laughs> I, I, two, two tweets, because <laughs> yeah. one kind of answers the other one, to be honest. Um, David J.B. is saying, why do you think there hasn't been any real organised protests by fans inside and out the ground? And Michael Loft said... Is this the most apathetic you've ever been <laughs> or known the fan base? That, and I think that answers yeah. that question. Do you, do you not it? think that's a protest in itself, though? People just... There's anyone there? Sick. 
There's no one there. People are sick. People are going about like keeping a stadium empty protest and that. Well, it's happening. It's getting there. I was going to say. But, the, but that's part of the problem, though, because people... Ca- I think it's because people can't see, like, a viable way out kind of thing, if you know what I mean. Like, people people want people want the guy at the top to go, but realistically... If he's he, trying to go. If he, exactly, he's trying to go. And if he was just to up sticks and just leave, like, the club's completely knackered, so nobody wants that. Um, well, as you're a finance man, as we've been saying, so, like, what is the situation? So, he, he would have to... He would literally have to sell it, wouldn't he? He you can't just it. dump it, or can so he? So he's he's put like he's put a hundred million quid in that he'll only get back if he sells the club for a like the right price sort of thing, and then he's got I think he's got a loan. At, the last set of accounts said like there's a loan of about sixty million quid there, due to him, and um, like he doesn't take any interest. There's no interest on that or anything. But like there's a hundred and sixty million quid straight off the bat that he's gonna want. Like I mean he. He sounds, must be looking like at cutting his losses at this point, yeah. though, must I mean, he? It sounds like there was a thing the other week because they reckon he wanted, like, in the region of 100 million, and now now they're saying he's half that. So, I mean, so he's still taking a size how, how much is somebody going to... If somebody wanted to come in, buy the club, for, so forget about the money and actually buy the club, yeah. but to hit run the it. reset button, like, run sort it, of go, yeah. we'll, get, we'll clear the debts, we'll get rid of that, and I know that's a difficult question, but... How much so, you'll probably look at? Who's he going to owe money? Who's he so owe money to? He's and owed, how much? He's owed about sixty million, I think, and um, I think there's about I can't remember. There's about fifty or sixty million due to like this third party like bank in America, and there's like is that his as well? I don't think it's very difficult to tell, but I don't think so. But it's like, um, but that's got a ridiculous amount of interest. Like they pay like eight million quid a year's interest on that, which is just an obscene amount of money. But that tells you like. What the banks think of like the clubs, the clubs' finances, basically. So like, I'm I'm no short apologist, right? But like, you know, now I think he's made a lot of mistakes and that. But on the other side of the coin, which this money suggests, he has pumped money into oh, the has. club, right? So, so like, it's just been spent absolutely. It's terrible. weird. You'd think he'd, that that loan's bizarre though. If he's if he's paying eight million quid in it, surely. If he had no vested interest, I'm not like coming up cooking up no, conspiracy no, theory. If he's not, if there's no vested, because sixty million quid in the scheme of. Well, I'm like his game of football's not a lot. Well, presumably, it got I mean, the... he could have. He, could he not just clear the lot? And because he's if he's getting hit for eight million quid a year, I mean, the rest of the he club are getting presumably hit. Presumably, he's thinking, look, I want out soon here. Like, if I've got to clear sixty million quid worth here, if because it, it's not really, it's the club that's paying this interest and that. It's not coming off him. So, so I mean, what about his personal fortune or whatever? Because people, I think, people get frustrated because they think we've sold all these money yeah. for a load of players for a load of money like Pickford etc and yeah he's a billionaire so if he's a billionaire why doesn't he just hoy more money after bad which I can understand why he wouldn't want to because he wants rid of the club for a start but, but and I'm, I'm not saying you can give the answers because no, no, you're no, not I, him I think, but well I think realistically like yes he, he has got however many billions of pounds in that but he didn't get that by being stupid with that's his money do you know what I mean like just yeah. just because he's got this money and that like but like let's be why why would he want to like nobody nobody likes him now sort of thing so why fair point why does he why would he want to chuck even more money at it like I think he's gonna end, he's gonna end up having to take a big loss um, to to get out because and do you think at this point I don't know it's a question to anyone I guess he's just wants out 
Yeah. To him. But he's moved back to America, I suppose, hasn't he? That's what they were saying last week. He's selling his house in London, they were saying, because mm. he's saying potentially he's going to get the same price for but his house him... as what he's going to get for the club. <laughs> <laughs> but it's which like, is, at this point, some is, guff, that what, 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 what difference does it make to him, ultimately, apart from this £8 million interest? What do, he could just sit there and let the club rot away. I mean, what difference would it make to him? Well, I know that sounds like a really horrible thing to say, but this is the problem when you're at the behest of one person who yeah, owns right. your football club. It, you literally, it's at his whim. He could just sit and go on that. Well, that's the issue. <laughs> but he kind of did in the summer. And I think, I think there probably was a, a time when he did have like a genuine affection for the club, and he genuinely. He I think he did, yeah. And, and I, but I, I would imagine that's completely withered mm. away now because it's eroded, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, to say that, should we cut our losses and <laughs> before our listeners want to kill themselves? <laughs> listening to this now, it's bad enough talking about. Well, they've got the tomorrow pitch. to look forward. To we don't there. need, we don't yes. need realism to set in. <laughs> To put anybody in a bad realism <laughs> with a real situation was short because know, people don't right. want to see what's happening, mm. but it's happening, isn't it? So we'll uh. be back uh, later on with the Sun FM preview show after we've smashed Bolton by six goals to nil. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.